Hey, y'all. The following podcast is an Augusta University and Georgia Cyber Center production. Thanks for tuning in. Things are about to get wild. Hey, JAG Nation. The JAG mobile app is finally here. This is your one-stop shop for everything at Augusta University. Stay up to date with what's happening in the city and on our campus with our news feature and calendar. Having trouble finding a location? Our campus maps got you covered. All of this and more is provided to you, offering connection and convenience in one centralized location. With more features being added, this is an app you'll definitely need. Download JAG Mobile by AU in the App Store today. Augusta University presents In the Wild, the podcast for all things Augusta University. With this week's Quick Jag, here's your host, Rayshawn Ricks. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to In the Wild. I'm Rayshawn, your host, and joining me is the multi-talented Ania Clark. What's up? What's up, Rayshawn? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm always excited to be here and talking it up. And just to dive right into stuff, we're going to do the Jungle Report. So, Ania, kick us off with what you got first. Okay, so shout out to our men's basketball team. Woo woo, go Jags. Yes, they are a win away from the Elite Eight. The Augusta University men's basketball team will face Queens at 7 p.m. Tuesday at the Christianberry Fieldhouse with a spot in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Division II tournament on the line. I'm excited, and hopefully by the time y'all are hearing this, like the Jags have went all the way, mm-hmm. like I'm excited for them because our team is always great. Like they've always performed well, but you know, seeing how we're able to really come out and support them, I'm excited that we got that opportunity. So if you haven't already, buy your ticket and, and support our Jags. Yeah, the game, I'm actually planning on going to the game tonight and I heard that they are giving away 200 free tickets to the first our free tickets to the first 200 students um with their jack card so okay i'm definitely gonna be in the line first <laughs> <laughs> um and i guess just moving on to some i guess it's just how you look at it. i don't want to say not so great but um <laughs> for those who don't read their emails i got you right here because reading those um emails from it are important y'all because mm-hmm. For moving forward, uh, multi-factor authentication, authentication, I can't speak. There you go. Um, <laughs> required for all of our AU-owned devices. So um, just as our division of IT wants to make sure all of our data and stuff is protected, you have to use Duo to kind of, or not kind of, actually, to get into some AU device. So if you're in a computer lab or using some other university-owned property electronic device, you'll probably have to use Duo to get into it. And this is not the same as using Duo to access the software, like if you want to check D2L, D2L or your email or whatever. Yeah. That, it's not the same. Yes, you still got to do that, but now you got an extra step to... Actually you, do it to get on the computer, right? Yes, to get on the computer. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I, I honestly, I think it's extra, but I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry. I just wonder, like, have students actually, like, has their identity been stolen? Like, has somebody actually tried to log into their account? Is this why they're doing it? I wonder why. But I mean, I guess it's this, it's the 
a situation where it's better to be safe than sorry. I just hope Duo actually works because I tried it today to turn in an assignment <laughs> and it wouldn't pop up for me because usually I just push the green check mark and it didn't pop up. It kept saying network timed out or something. I'm like, well, maybe they're mm. working on it now. <laughs> and um, so I had to end up doing it where I had to put in a passcode, a unique passcode they give you on your Duo account and that worked for me. But I'm... And then they have the one where they can call you, but I'm never yeah. doing that one. Like, yeah. don't call me. I'm going to just email. I'm anti-phone calls, yeah. too. I'm going to just end up emailing an assignment to my teacher. <laughs> Literally. Um, but, yeah, my first thought for that was, how much more secure can we get? Like, right. all all of the uh, duo access uh, required. Like, ugh. But no. I, I get it. I understand because even though everybody don't check their emails all the time, but there, there are, like... Uh, Fishing schemes, like legit fishers, because I know coworkers, and even I have received like emails where someone may uh, be pretending to be Dr. Keel mm. or something, and it's literally like, okay, I know this, like Dr. Keel yeah. not gonna ask for your password, <laughs> or you know, like um, really interesting uh, attempts to try to you know get some. Get access into our stuff, but those are real, so I, I can understand why they would want to take those steps to kind of, you know, make sure we're protected. Yeah, because I remember one time I got a phishing email about a summer job mm. talking about you starting to pay like $20 an hour, but Ooh. they didn't have like a .edu email, but it came to my .edu email address or inbox, so... Yeah, that was just definitely sus, but <laughs> blocked it and put it in the trash. So put it in God's hands, cause I'm not putting in God's hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but shifting gears, um, Medical College of Georgia and Augusta University Medical Center has received over five point six million dollars in federal funding. Woo-woo. So they, the two, are recipient recipients of federal funding supported by U.S. Senators Reverend. Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff as part of this year's field school year 2022. I'm going to butcher this word. Um, omnibus appropriations bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You get an A for effort. Yeah, A for effort. And uh, which was approved by both the U.S. House and Senate. The bill is awaiting on President Biden's signature. What That's awesome. Because that? um, both of our senators have toured our campus um, more recently in the last couple of months. Um, so it's awesome to see that they support our efforts. Yeah, and I see that Warnock announced that $2.1 million is for Medical College of Georgia's three-plus primary care pathway program, um, and it's to provide more support to keep medical professionals practicing in their state's rural and ex-urban areas. So I think that's a really good opportunity to, you know, get students to stay in their state and help those in underserved areas. Yeah, because uh, for those who are not familiar, our state is still in a healthcare crisis, meaning that mm-hmm. every county in our state does not have a physician dedicated to serving that county. And with the Medical College of Georgia's 3PLUS initiative, it's going to take recently graduated medical students and placing them in some of these underserved counties, underserved areas in rural Georgia to make sure that, you know, every part of our state is receiving excellent medical care. Yeah. 
So yeah, shout out to them and everyone that is supporting that. And just to kind of continue our celebration, uh, I guess, announcements. Um, (laughs) So on March 7th, AU officially revealed our Tartan, which was really a really fun event that was held on the amphitheater on Somerville. Mm -hmm. And I was I wasn't able to make it because I was getting ready to go on one of my trips, but I wish I was there because it was so, it looked like so much fun because uh, President Keel and Provost McKinnon and Augustus was all sporting tartans, y'all, or kilts with our yeah. tartan design. That was so fancy. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it either. Well, I actually did go, but it was over. Like, everybody had got in their cars and pulled off. (laughs) But I did see, like, people with a kilt on the design. It was a really... I like the designer. And they had, like, different merchandise that you could purchase. I heard that... um, Provost McKinnon's daughters performed. Yeah. So I got to go back and watch the video. I'm pretty sure they did an excellent job, but I heard it, overall it was a really um, nice event. Yeah, I want to get one of those sweatshirts because they had the Augusta, uh, kind of like our athletic logo mm-hmm. uh, in the tartan design. And I really like that. I want I want to okay. get it. Yeah. Um, it could be a look. I might get one too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to, you know, want to support the tartan. So... Jumping into some upcoming events, one that I think everyone should be getting geared for is the annual planning and resource alignment hearings for the upcoming fiscal year. So each year, our university leaders share what their colleges, their schools, or larger units on campus, like what they achieved and any challenges that they may face or faced in um, the past year and kind of just basically show how they were good stewards of the funds that they received and kind of also provide a plan for what they would like to do in the upcoming year. And all faculty, staff, students are welcome to attend this year's hearings. It will be during the week of March 22nd. So if you have the time. I really think it's important because you really, because we always have that question, right, of like, how is the university using my funds? Mm-hmm. How is the university using money? Like, they got uh, big endowments or they charging us tuition. They charge us all these fees. What did they go to? What did they do with them? Um, and the this will literally answer those questions. And you get to literally see from each college or school, each unit and larger department, in divisions and how they use your money, how they take what they have been given each year and use it. And hopefully um, you like all like, you like what you listen to. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't even I don't even check how much I get charged per semester. I think that's kind of bad. But uh, <laughs> I need to look at the balance because um, December is right around the corner and it's going to be time to start paying those that yeah. money back. Yeah. So, yes, I think this is definitely going to be a good opportunity to see where your money is going, see how Augusta University is pouring into you and impacting others around you as well. So, yeah, definitely check it out. And each of those will all the hearings will be all week long and they will take place in the JSAC Coffee House. And if you can't attend in person, they will be hosted virtually uh via a live webcast. So in the podcast description, we will post a link for you to 
go to the webpage and get the full schedule of the events and see who's presenting when. But I think this is something that everyone listening to this podcast should check out. Mm-hmm. And another event that you can put on your calendar is the Etiquette Dinner hosted by Career Services to learn more about best practices for etiquette dining in a professional setting. So you have to RSVP um, through Handshake. And the etiquette dinner is going to be held on March 24th on Thursday from 6 to 8.30 p.m. I remember uh, when I went to this event, and it was, very, it was really fun because we had, like, I want to say a four- or five-course meal. Ooh. And that was probably the first time I had so many courses in one setting. So they really uh, go all out to kind of show you how to eat well and not embarrass yourself <laughs> if, um, you know, you're in front of front of uh, mm-hmm. some very important people. And that and honestly, I didn't think I would be in a situation where I needed to yeah. uh, have like or take note of etiquette. But just kind of going off of, you know, this conference uh, binge that I've been on lately, like, You'll be eating out in public around these people, um, people from all walks of life in suits. And you don't want to be the one person that got food on their face yes. or just um, not handling themselves appropriately. Because literally to this day, I still think of some of the smaller things that I've learned at uh, that dinner. So if you haven't been at a fancy dinner before, go to this one because it's free. So, Because mm-hmm. I know some people who will go to a restaurant today and unfold the napkin that's um, holding your silverware and put it on their chest Oof. before they end. That's like a big no-no. You see it on TV shows, but people actually do it. Yep. And I, I know for me, um, I went to the Cheesecake Factory, and, you know, they got this this bread they bring to the table. It's so good with the butter. And I remember, like, I was younger. I just took <laughs> the bread, and I just bit it. So I'm like, uh-uh, put it down. You're supposed to break off a piece and spread the butter on there and then eat it. You need to um, pull off a small piece of bread. So I might need to go to that etiquette class just to br- brush up on my – um, etiquette dining skills but um, I think that's nice you know you don't really think about universities having events like this teaching you how to eat out in a professional manner so I think this is a good opportunity so yeah y'all definitely RSVP it's Thursday March 24th um, 6 to 8 30 p.m. yeah you get to learn like you know what spoons and what Forks, silverware to yes. use when all that fun stuff um and also, I guess Career Services is just on it this month because they're having or they're working with uh, JCPenney once again for their annual Suit Up Weekend event. And it is a exclusive event for students and recent graduates where they get 30% off of professional clothing. So if you need some suits, ties, skirts, professional attire, mm-hmm. they got you. And it will be a hybrid event from the weekend of March 25th. And you literally just get to claim a coupon that you can use in the store or online uh, during that time frame. Once again, it starts the Friday, March 25th, and you get to really... Help yourself jazz it up a little bit in the professional setting. Got a good look, look good for the job interview. So this will be the perfect event to get those um, job interview clothes that you need. So, yes, you're going to go from the etiquette dinner the night before, mm-hmm. learn all you need to learn. And then you're going to treat yourself to a little bit of shopping retail therapy at JCPenney. Yes. And then you can go back out <laughs> with your friends with your new gear and kind of show off all the skills that you learned. 
So yeah, it's giving. This weekend is giving. Like it's giving. giving. <laughs> if you don't have anything to do, this is this is your. These are your events right here. Or you, but yeah, if you if you got something to do, if it's not supporting the Jags in the basketball game, drop your plans and go ahead and go to this event. Mm-hmm. So. That's what we got going on, and stay tuned because we have a gentleman here who also often wears a suit to talk to us a little bit more. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Gussie University's Division of Information Technology has provided a third wireless internet option for students, faculty, and staff to use for their personal devices. AU EDU Rome is now the preferred network for personal devices for the following reasons. Safer than other guest networks, easier for personal devices to join, up to 20 times faster than the AU Guest Network, and available at thousands of participating EDU Rome sites worldwide, including other institutions within the University System of Georgia. You can use your AU credentials to join the network. With EDU Rome, students, faculty, researchers, and staff have access to no-cost, seamless, easy, and secure internet access across thousands of hotspots across more than 100 countries. Welcome back, y'all, to In the Wild. And joining us in the studio is a very special guest. He is the Dean for the College of Allied Health Sciences, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about everything that they got going on in their college. So give a warm shout welcome to Dr. Lester Pretlow. How's it going? It's going great. How are you, Rashawn? I'm great, and even greater now that you're here, because I know you've been, uh, you're a busy person. So glad to talk to you today. Uh, we don't often get a lot of deans on our show, so I'm curious, just to get us started, like, what does a typical day for you look like? Well, a typical day for me is filled with meetings. Okay. Yeah, since I am the dean of the college, I'm over um, 113 people, and that's faculty <laughs> and staff. And so, and we've got 15 different academic programs. It's actually 800, around 850 students. Oh, wow. So there is always a lot to do, and there is always a lot going on that is unexpected some days and expected. Okay. Um and you've been at the university for quite some time. Well, I've been here for 21 years. I actually came over in 2001. I was formerly in the Army, where I was Captain Pretlow at Eisenhower Army Medical Center, where I was the chief of hematology and chemistry testing in the laboratory. And that's what brought me over to um, Augusta University. My first job there was actually in the, um, the Department of Medical Technology, where I taught clinical biochemistry to the clinical, in the clinical laboratory science program. Oh, wow. That sounds like a tough course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what do you think has kept you here for so long? That is a good question. You know, (laughs) I was raising two girls, raising children here. It ended up being a very good place to raise children, very, very affordable place to raise children, Um, a, um, you know, not a fast pace life and I enjoyed what I was doing. My wife enjoyed what she was doing, where she was working. I enjoyed where I was working. We basically, you know, we're having a great time here in Augusta and our girls were basically having a great time as much as children (laughs) can have a great time. You know, there's always complaints and some (laughs) time with them, but mostly we had a really good time here. Oh, that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not an Augusta native, but I will say I've really enjoyed my time 
here as well. And Nia, she's yeah. not native either. Yes, I'm from Columbus, Georgia, but I will say Augusta is very similar to Columbus, Georgia. But I will say Augusta is much nicer. Has a little bit more <laughs> to offer, so I agree that um, it's larger. It's, it right? is larger mm-hmm. too, and it's not a it's not a fast paced city, but it does give you um, some options to do here. So. Mm-hmm. But um, Dr. Preflo, what do you like most about being um, the dean for the College of Allied Health Sciences? Oh well, that's easy. I really like the people. I mean, I love the people um, in my college. Um, I, we've got a very you know a good team people who really want to do the very best that they can. They're very committed to the college. They're committed to the students. They're committed to their professions. They are committed to each other. So I think that's what I enjoy enjoy the best, working with people who are really, and they are good people in their hearts, most of them Mm -hmm. as well, which is what I really, which is what I really enjoy. So um, tell us a little bit about what makes your college Hashtag like no other. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy. We are like no other because we are actually 15 different academic programs in one college where 13 of those programs are actually health professional programs. You know, many people know what it, well, I don't know if they know what it means, but they know about being a physician. They know about being a dentist. They know about being a nurse. But do you know where the PTs are trained, the physical therapists are trained, or the PAs, the physician assistants, where are they trained, or the occupational therapists, or do you even know that people call clinical laboratory scientists exist, or radiation therapists, or nuclear medicine technologists, or respiratory therapists, or or health information administrative people? Do you know where those people train? Well, all of those people train at my college. And they are all bachelor and master's and even one doctoral um, um, level professional degrees that are in my college. So, so there is a world of health professional programs that I think sometimes were kind of hidden. You know, even though most people know PT, they may know <laughs> yeah. PA. Some may know what an OT is, but people really don't know the full gamut of what the health professions and, and all of the things that they can become, you know, how they can be in the health professional, in the healthcare field. Yeah, uh, I, I literally thought of that just uh, looking over the different programs and things that you mentioned that a mm-hmm. lot of people, uh, like you said, will think of uh, doctors and dentists first and mm-hmm. they don't really think nurses. about nurses as well. And they don't really think about all the other people that make up the healthcare uh, profession, yeah. quite frankly, who you cannot run a hospital without them. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one uh, program that I thought was really interesting was the health information mm-hmm. uh, program because that's something that I didn't really think about before that someone could get, I guess, uh, a formal training for. Sure. So could you tell us a little bit about that for those who may be unfamiliar? Health information is a fantastic degree. If you think about a hospital and you think about all of the data that is created every day in a hospital, who actually manages and keeps that data and makes sure it gets to the right place, you know, at the right time? Well, those are the health information administrators, which we train in our college. And it is a wonderful degree because the folks who graduate with that degree, you know, they really understand data. 
They really understand how data works in the hospital environment. And it really sets them up to be leaders in the hospital, you know, in the healthcare centers around the country because they really understand how, why, you know, and how to process data. And so they use that and they can move up the ladder very quickly in the hospital because of their, their understanding of, of data and how to manage, you know, in the hospital. Actually, my son-in-law is a health information administrator. I was very proud of him when he graduated. And this is how in demand these jobs are. He graduated and within two weeks, he had his first job making you know, oh, wow. over $60,000 a year, his first job straight out of college. So, you know, it's a little known hidden degree that, you know, we have trained people with that degree for many, many years. That's interesting because that's something that I, like I said, I never would have thought of before, but I know these, I know those positions exist, but I never thought of before. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they're hidden. Yeah. They're hidden. Who knows that you could make money by just handling, well, I don't say by just, (laughs) by handling data in the hospital and understanding data in the hospital. Yeah, I think of them as hidden gem degrees because they're mm. very much needed. You don't really think about, you know, where do you go to get those degrees? And as you explain, like those are those jobs are very important. And yeah, the I, I like that we have those programs here at Augusta University. Yeah, and we've been here. So the college is over fifty years old. And so we've been doing this for a long time. And most of my programs have been around for about, um, since about that time. Um, We are all two-year programs. We have at least one program that is a a three-year program, that it's our doctorate in physical therapy. But but all of our other programs are actually two-year programs where a student would get their core requirements and take care of all of their prerequisites by the end of their sophomore year. And then, of course, they would transfer and they would have to be accepted into one of my undergraduate health professional programs. And then they start, and that's where they spend their junior and their senior year. For my graduate programs, programs like PA and OT and public health, um, clinical laboratory science also has a graduate degree. Those individuals, of course, they graduate with a bachelor's degree. Most of them graduate, have a bachelor's degree, and then they apply to those programs with the right prerequisites, and then they can be accepted to those programs. I think another thing that is really wonderful about our programs is that all of them have some type of experiential learning where you actually, just like a physician or, or, or med students, they actually get the opportunity to go into the hospital and to apply their craft, apply what they're learning in the classroom or in the lab, in the real life environment. All of my programs have clinical rotations, internships, externships where students actually go out for credit and we of course arrange all those clinical rotations and they get to apply their craft for grading right so that they can learn those crafts and then go out and apply them in the workforce and i'm sure that makes a big impact for them getting into their careers well that's a wonderful thing and that, and that's a that's a good observation Rayshawn, because what it allows many of them to do it is not unusual for half the class and on any year graduating to already be employed before they graduate oh yeah 
happens all the time. Well, that's a perk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something that we are very proud of. You know, just, you know, what we are able to do in the College of Allied Health Sciences, you know, I know where, what we are doing for students. I know where students are going. I know that we're giving them a profession that they will actually help them maintain their life. So it is a really great opportunity that we have in the college and a great um, just something that I'm very proud about, that we're actually giving something tangible. I feel tangible to students. And I bet that's very fulfilling for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 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 When you think about, you know, I, of course, before I became dean, I used to teach in the clinical clinical biochemistry. Remember? <laughs> um, and, you know, it was very humbling to recognize that, you know, that a student in that hospital and that hospital and that hospital and that hospital that I had touched, you know, had a chance, you know, to teach that student and had touched that many people in Georgia and helped to create careers for those students around the country. So it is it's very fulfilling, but it's also very humbling to know that know the impact that you're having. So if that being said, uh what would you like to see your college look like in the next five to 10 years? Whew, that's a great question. So we are working on some things right now um, for uh, Allied Health. One thing that we're working on, we're working on a new program in speech and language pathology. Ooh. So sometimes within the next five years, I'd like to see that graduate program up and on its feet. I really think our next frontier, so to speak, is a move towards Atlanta you know, to have more of our health professional programs that students can actually do at a distance or do in Atlanta. Right now, we have got two programs that actually have satellite um, cohorts in Atlanta. That's my nuclear medicine technology program and my clinical laboratory science programs where you never actually have to come to campus. You can get all the training, the didactic training, the same didactic training that students are getting on campus we do have a faculty in each of those programs in Atlanta to help deliver some of the student laboratories that are in Atlanta. So what I'd like to do is have more programs expand in that way. I'm hoping very soon that our radiation therapy program will also have at least, you know, 12 students also doing, have, will have an Atlanta cohort. And so I'm looking forward to that too. So I, I hope that we can start moving in that direction. Okay, so last question. Um, it's almost Master's Week, and I'm just curious as to how do you like to celebrate Master's Week? <laughs> are you someone that likes to get out of town, or are you attending the Master's? Or, <laughs> Well, my, my house is rented. Okay. Yeah, so we will have to get out of town <laughs> for the Masters, you know. So our, so typically we rent our house for not typically the whole week, but, you know, I like to rent it like when people come in on a Tuesday and they stay through Saturday. So we've got it rented. And so we'll probably be leaving on, on that Monday um, before they get there. Nice. Oh. Mm -hmm. I'll more than likely be here in Augusta, but it's okay. I don't, I don't mind the, <laughs> the crazy traffic for that week. Yeah. I'm with you on that one, too. I'm, I'm going to try to avoid the traffic. I probably might go down back home to visit family to kind of get away from the traffic. <laughs> well, you know, in the traffic, so that you know, the traffic is only on Washington Road that, the, yeah. near the Nationals. I mean, and you might see some like on River Watch, you know, trying to go into 
the masters early in the morning. But as long as you stay away pretty much from Washington Road near near the Masters, you know, near National Golf Club, then I think you'll be be fine. I'm actually going to be in New York. So my Ooh. my youngest daughter right now is a travel nurse ah, and nice. she's living in New York. And so we're going to go up and spend a week with her in New York, my wife and I. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We have tickets to Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, with the pandemic, we haven't been able to enjoy those type of things. So that, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Dr. Pretlow, for being here. And for everyone listening, I really hope you check out all the opportunities that the College of Allied Health Sciences has to offer. Thanks for listening to In the Wild. If you like what you heard, then give a nice rating and review to this podcast on whatever you use to listen to your podcast. To keep our conversations going, follow In the Wild on Instagram at In the Wild Pod and Augusta University on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Rayshon Ricks, at Rayshon Ricks, to send me questions you want to see answered on the show. Tune in for new episodes every week because we don't want you to miss a single thing that's happening on campus. You can also find out more news at jaguar.augusta.edu. Until then, I'll see y'all next time. Stay wild. Stay wild.